you have an idea, skill, knowledge, or product that you would like to turn into a thriving business? Well, I can help. If you head over to TomGaddis.com, you can download my free e-guide, The Milk It Method, How to Turn Your Idea, Skill, Knowledge, or Product into a Huge Cash Cow. This is the exact four-step blueprint I've used to grow my online business. And here's just a little sneak peek of what you'll get inside. I reveal the number one startup killer and how you can avoid it. I show you where to start. By the way, almost everybody gets this part wrong, dooming them to failure before they even begin. I'll show you why not being an expert is a huge advantage. I actually cover that on page seven. I'll show you how to get maximum profits from small customer lists and an easy checklist to systematize your business. I'll reveal that and a lot more inside the Milk It Method, how to turn your idea, skill, knowledge, or product into a huge cash cow. So head over to TomGaddis.com right now and download your free e-guide today. And I'm super excited about today's guest on What's the Secret. His name is Paul James, and Paul is a mentor, a friend. He's really been pivotal in helping us grow our online business. He's one of those people that walks his talk. He he knows what works, and when you when you reach out to him for advice, he's extremely open with sharing and just wants to see everybody succeed. And on this episode of What's the Secret, we're going to talk to Paul about how he used YouTube to grow his audience and fan base. I know you guys are going to love it. Paul's also the author of a best-selling book called Re- Reverse Engineer Your Future. Stop waiting for success. Go out and make it happen now. A great book, a really quick read, and super insightful. So, you know, I don't want to I don't want to blather on too long because Paul has some great information to share with our listeners. So, grab a cool drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of What's the Secret podcast with Paul James. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. All right. Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Paul James, how you doing, man? Doing good, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. Man, I'm super excited you're here. So uh, for our listeners, um, just real quick, I have to say, Paul has been a huge uh, mentor for Nick and myself, my partner over at our other company, Offline Sharks. And uh, his willingness to share kind of what he's, you know, found out, what he's put together with building you know, his, not only his uh, agency business, but also his online business and especially his YouTube channel has really, um, I mean, it's, it's been awesome. It's really helped us. Paul, I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, and and I'm, that's why I'm so excited to have you here and have you kind of tell the listeners about what you're doing. So maybe we can start with, why don't you just give them a little bit of background, maybe for somebody who doesn't know who Paul James is. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been awesome to see your guys' growth too. Like, I'll just say that. So, you know, it's been really cool to see where you guys started and where you've come in such a short amount of time. So really cool to uh, be on the interview here with the podcast and kind of go full circle. It's really awesome. So yeah, I got started about 10 years ago full time and originally started off um, just doing local marketing, working with clients, doing search engine optimization, 
And um, I stumbled across that. I was in nursing school. I was a full-time nursing student and just wanted to make some money on the side because I was really struggling. It was $35,000 in debt, living in my brother's kind of remodeled garage with my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, Carrie. Um, so it was just, yeah, a really tough situation. And um, we used SEO and local marketing to kind of get us out of that situation and then started building software and tools and then using YouTube to kind of market everything and, and get, we used it at first to get SEO clients. And then that turned into getting software clients for our, our software as a service and just uh, been very, very cool. Just a, a great opportunity and super excited about it. And it's been cool to see where it went. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple of things you said there. One was, you know, you talked about being in this position, uh, you know, where, and th I was in this position too, when I started, like, like something had to change. Like I desperately needed something to change with how I was bringing the money and I needed to do it pretty quick. And, you know, you mentioned you started doing SEO and working with clients. And I think that's something that a lot of, a lot of people tend to miss, I think, when they think about building a business, especially building a business online, which seems to be the rate, like, you know, everybody wants to have a quote, online business. But to build a business like that online, you have to have something to talk about and something to be able to show people how to do and offering a service, whatever that service is, is a great way to, to do that, right? Like one, it brings in cash flow really quick. You don't yeah. have to wait for all that stuff. And then the other part is it gives you something to help other people with. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, at the time, the nursing was actually like kind of my way out originally. And then <laughs> right. as I got going with that, it was kind of like, I guess I would just say, don't be afraid to like change your direction if it doesn't feel right. And that's kind of how it felt for me. Like I enjoyed helping people. I enjoyed the science behind nursing. But when I actually got into like the clinical aspect of it, I realized like, it's not really my cup of tea. It wasn't exactly what I wanted to pursue. And I really enjoyed the computer. I really enjoyed everything, you know, tech and everything like that. So when right. I started, when I started learning about search engine optimization, I remember one of my first sites I optimized was on a class I was taking in nursing school, it was anatomy and physiology. And I sold flashcards that I found on ClickBank. So I made my first $20 off of those flashcards. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is it. Like, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and figure this out. And I would spend time in school just like figuring that stuff out. Eventually it led me into, you know, what if I could do this for local businesses? And, you know, that, that led me to posting tutorials on YouTube and then that started taking off and it was like, wow, like, you know, your, your direction changes and it's okay, you know, embrace it. Yeah. Well, I think that's such great advice. And you know, it's funny. I tell my daughters that all the time because they're kind of at this age, they're 13 and 11 and they're, starting to think about what they want to do. Like they feel like they need to be, they need to know what they want to do. And I'm always telling them like, Hey, like try a bunch of things, you know, like yeah, dip your toe, like see what you enjoy. Like don't get, just because you pick something now doesn't mean you're stuck with it the rest of your life, you know? And I think that's, I think that's big, uh, really good advice, especially when you're trying to start a business and you're trying to get your lugs and figure out, you know, what you want to do. Um, you talked about, software. And one thing I wanted to ask you about is I know a lot of people, I know I had this vision of software before I was sort of in this space of like, you had to be this big company to build software. You had to like, you know, it wasn't just something that uh, anybody could really do. 
but yeah, I've kind of learned like there are, you know, obviously there, it's not as mysterious and unattainable as most people think. So maybe you could talk a minute to the listeners about like, how did you, you know, how did you come up with that software idea? Did you have to have a huge team to do it? Like, how were you able to, to do those first software things? So I think my first one was actually just messing around with WordPress themes. And that was kind of like my introduction into the world of hiring programmers because, you know, WordPress themes are, they're a little more, you guys have a WordPress theme and they're a little more sophisticated than just hiring a web designer. You have to hire someone who can, you know, update it and they have framework to them typically so that you can customize colors and stuff like that. So that was kind of my first go at it. And I realized that that wasn't too bad. I I found someone that I hired off of a freelance site like Upwork and uh, paid them a few thousand dollars. They got the theme together and uh, we, we sold it and it was pretty successful. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was profitable. (laughs) So it kind of got my feet wet. And then from there, I'm, I'm a big Google maps SEO person. Like that's kind of my specialty when it comes to search engine optimization we, my agency helps people get listed on Google Maps. So I wanted to develop a way to find um, companies out there that hadn't verified their Google Maps listings. And I also wanted to find a way to build my presence up in the local marketing community as an authority figure, as an expert. So that was kind of my next you know, process into learning software was I wanted to build this scraper that would find these unclaimed listings. And I wanted to actually give this scraper out for free. I didn't want to sell it. I wanted to use it as like a a lead magnet, basically. So um, back in the day of, uh, of Facebook ads, when you could go and scrape groups and you could go and scrape everyone in the group and then run advertisements to them. That's what I did. I went and I scraped the Facebook groups. You can't do that now. You'll get banned. Right. <laughs> A lot of people got banned for that. <laughs> but this is way back. I mean, we're talking like 2012, maybe 2011. I went and I scraped groups and I ran uh, ads and said, hey, I've got this cool Google Maps tool and I'm going to give it to you free just sign up to my email list. You can have it. And uh, I built a pretty big list doing that running ads and then uh, upsold them into my, my Google maps training program, which was pretty cool. And uh, that was kind of my first real, you know, go into the software thing. And I thought two things when I did that, people thought I was kind of crazy for doing that. Like everyone I told the idea to family, friends, they're like, why would you do that? Like you're going to spend a bunch of money to give this thing away. Like that makes no (laughs) sense at all. And I thought two things. Number one, I'm going to build a huge list and, and build up goodwill. But number two is that there's not really that pressure on me of what happens if this fails or it flops or it doesn't work because it was free. You know, like who, you can't really complain about something that you gave away for free. So, um, yeah, I kept it going for a long time. As you know, scraper tools are pretty challenging because one little update and bam, they break. I kept it going for a few years and then eventually um, worked on other software stuff, just kind of let that go and lost interest in it. But it was a really good stepping stone to, to learning software. And now, um, you know, many years later, I developed a call tracking tool called Dialhawk, which was very, very sophisticated to build. Um, spent a lot of money developing it, but I never probably would have been able to do that had I not had the experience of doing those first two, the smaller projects and learning it. But, you know, you can just go on a freelance site and start small and build a small project and work your way up. Yeah, you know, there's there's a couple of things again in there that I thought were just like really great golden nuggets that you said. One is um, the idea of the fact that you couldn't do what you're doing today without first doing those first couple of pro- those first couple of projects. Like, I was I'm always amazed how many you know. Sometimes people look at what Nick and I 
have done or I know mean, I've done this before. You look at other people, what other people have done, like you and others, and you think that they just they just sprang forth at that point, you know, with all this amazing stuff and this sure. amazing business. And like now having gone through building a business, I know like that doesn't happen. Like you, it's a whole process. And so, you know, embrace, if you're out there and you're new and you're listening to this, embrace the fun of getting, you know, learning how to do stuff and, and even putting out maybe things that you don't feel 100% like happy about like if you're totally happy with what you're putting out then a you probably set your sights too low or b you waited too long to put it out right like you should feel a little uncomfortable doing those things and the 100%. other thing you said in there which i thought was really great was like how you told your friends and family and they thought you were crazy <laughs> that, that, yeah that's another thing where i think if that's how i know i'm on to a good idea Right. Like if that. you start telling the people around you and they're like, you're nuts, go get a job, then you're probably on to something like it's probably something that will be successful for you. Um, so that's a good gauge. But yeah, it's a, it is hard to deal with that sometimes. Yeah, you think, sure. am I really like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> and especially yeah. when you're when you're at first when you're not making money. True. Right. Like it's yep. a little different once you start to have some success than everybody says, how are you doing that? Show me, you know, but it's like in the beginning, they're like, yeah, whatever. Right, I'm not right. even doing anything. Yeah. Well, I wanted to dig into probably what I think will be the most exciting topic for the listeners who come on because, you know, we talk a lot about on the, on the podcast, I talk a lot about, you know, building products and building an audience. One of the things I'm always harping on is like, Hey, you should start building your audience sooner rather than later. Like, don't wait till your products or, you know, don't wait till you have a product. Like, what can you do to start building an audience? And, you know, there's several ways out there. Obviously, you can run paid traffic, you can do a podcast, there's all kinds of things, email lists, but you've been able to build a huge audience through YouTube. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Maybe you can, I mean, what was your, what was your, what made YouTube the go-to play? Like what, what made you settle there? Was it just that you started to get traction there or did you kind of look at everything and think that was something that you felt comfortable on? Like how'd you yeah. end up there? Yeah, that's a great question. So I guess it's kind of happened two different ways. Um, I would say like one thing that's kind of unique about me is I have a pretty good idea of catching trends as they're starting, like before it's too late to hop on them. And now I'm not saying it's too late to start a YouTube channel because absolutely it's not, but I'm not even specifically talking about YouTube here, but the trend is I noticed that marketing was going towards influencer marketing where, um, you know, people were becoming the brand. They're becoming influencers and rather than companies sticking a bunch of money into billboards or 
advertisements. Instead, they were sticking them to influencers and having these influence, influencers like shout out their brand or their company or their product. So I really noticed that trend right off the bat when it started happening. And that was kind of when I shifted my focus into YouTube to say, I don't want to, it didn't even matter about YouTube. It was that I wanted to focus on becoming an influencer was my main goal and priority there. Um, why I decided to focus on YouTube was that I had a video that I did with a, a business partner way back and we put together a video review and I think I titled it something like how to make money online with pay-per-click or something like that. We put it up on a different channel. It wasn't even on my regular channel. And um, I looked at that video like three years later and it had like a hundred thousand views. And Holy I cow. thought to myself like, wow, like this is weird. Like <laughs> this is just like some <laughs> unknown channel and it's got all these views. So I definitely saw like an opportunity there specifically with that demographic of the whole making money online thing. Because at the time when I started, there really wasn't a whole lot of other people doing it. So I took that video down from that channel because I was no longer partnered with that business partner and it was my branding all over the video. Actually, the video is still on my channel probably today. It's uh, You can hear my voice in it, but we mentioned like a different brand name because um, it was me doing the video. And I took it and uploaded it to my channel now. And I, and I thought, let's see if it'll take off here. And I took it off the other channel. And sure enough, it started taking off there too. And it, it gathered up another like hundreds of thousands of views. So um, in my channel too, just kind of started taking off because I was uploading videos to it, just to my community, sharing SEO tips and tutorials and stuff like that, that I was teaching my own community. Um, so that those combination of things, you know, basically allowed me to say, okay, I want to focus on YouTube. And I scaled back my agency. That was something I had to do. Because as you know, you know, you have to really focus on something, you're going to have to take focus away from other things if you really want to be successful with it. So I made the decision to focus less on software, focus less on my agency and put most of my focus into the YouTube channel. And uh, I started uploading often like three times a week. And um, early on, one of the big things I noticed that I was really lacking was thumbnails. And I started focusing on putting a lot of effort into my thumbnails and my titles and things just really took off. I think within eight months, I had gained 100,000 subscribers once I started religiously doing that. So it's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, that is, I mean, that is crazy growth. So a couple of things are one, so you're, you were posting content frequently, especially in the beginning. Do you still post content that regularly? Yeah. So I don't post content as regularly as I did. And the reason again is because of the whole focus thing. Uh, yep. Now I'm focused on growing Dialhawk, my call tracking software, but I do still post a lot on YouTube because it is something I still want to keep going, but I'm now at 207,000 subscribers, I think. And uh, it's just kind of gotten to a place where I have a pretty good process in place. I have a team that helps out with editing with the thumbnails. Um, so, you know, I have to show up with the video idea and shoot, but then I just pass the footage off to my team and they help me with the rest. So kind of allows me to focus on other aspects like growing Dialhawk. Um, but yeah, I would say consistency is important because, because I'm not posting as often and I'm not putting as much into it, the growth has slowed down compared to you know, when I was hitting a hundred thousand in eight months. So it hasn't come, you know, without repercussions. Yeah. Well, there's a, a couple of great things you said in there. One is like that consistency, I think is, I've seen that in other things as well that we've done in offline sharks. And even with this podcast, like one of my things with the podcast was like, I'm at least going to be consistent and put out 
content, you know, an episode every week. Like I know I look around at other podcasts, they put out two, three episodes sometimes a week if they really want to start to grow. So I know that, that, yeah. that putting out of the content is super, you know, super important. In the beginning though, were you kind of like, you were kind of doing it all yourself and then you eventually brought on a team as things grew to kind of do that for you? Yeah, I would say for even the first like year, I was doing it all myself, everything. It was literally like my full-time job. And, you know, I would sometimes spend more time like doing thumbnails and putting thought into my thumbnails and title than I would the video, which made a huge, huge difference. And you wouldn't think that that would be the case, but, you know, if people aren't clicking on your video, then they're not going to consume it. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's something you really want to think about. It's not just, it's not just putting out a lot of content, but it's quality content and you right. want to make sure you're adding a lot of value. And if you do that and you're consistent, I would even say if you could stick, stick to a schedule because YouTube, you know, they're trying to take over TV. So you look at TV shows, they have episodes and the episodes air like every Wednesday or every Monday. So you should try and do the same thing for me when I was growing I would have every three days I was putting out. So I'd have two days break in between and then boom, another episode would come out. And I, I maintained that for like a year straight. And that's when I really saw big growth. Now, when I stopped doing that schedule, my growth started to decline. So it's a very, very strong indicator in my opinion that that's what YouTube wants to see. Like a lot of content and consistent content and good yeah. content. Obviously, I think when we, when we talk about a lot of this stuff, like I was, it's kind of like a, you got to kind of take it for granted that what you're doing, people are going to want to watch, right? Because they may click right. on your video once, but if the content's not good, they're not going to come back. And I think that that's a, another good lesson for listeners is, you know, like there's, you know, like in the beginning, sometimes when you're growing a business or you're trying to build an audience, you're going to have to do things yourself. Um, but it's like looking at, you know, upping your game and getting better at it. And then as soon as you can, bringing other people on to help you so you can put your focus on on other stuff as well. One yeah, thing, so where did you get, so how did you come up with your content? Like what, what was your, you know, did you just focus on what you were doing in your agency? Like, did you have a, a strategy for that or? Sure. So initially that's what I did, but that content didn't get a whole lot of views because it's very niche specific. So I thought to myself, how am I going to get more people here? Well, I need to cast a wider net, right? I need to, I need to reach a wider audience. So at the time, I would say there's probably like maybe two or three people at most that were really doing like the entrepreneurship, making money online, starting online business content on YouTube when I started. So now it's flooded. There's tons and tons of people. But back then there wasn't a whole lot. So I basically, you can go into their channels, any, any niche that you want to break into, look at like the top three or four people that are in those niches, go on their video upload tab on YouTube and you can sort by most popular and look at their most popular videos and look at what their thumbnails are, look at what their, you know, what the actual video title is. And what I would try to do is I would try to make a similar video title. I don't copy it, but similar. And I personally didn't watch the content because I didn't want to like copy any of the content, right? But I made my own content, my own twist on what that video idea was. So if the video idea was, you know, how to uh, make $100 a day with Facebook ads, well, I've got tons of ideas in my head of how I've made $100 a day with Facebook ads. So I can make a similar video that I know has done well for other people in the niche, but I can put my own spin on it, my own twist on it. That's exactly what I would recommend you do if you're looking for content ideas and you're looking for ways to put out consistent content. Just spend a day and write down all of them and 
mark them right on your calendar so you know exactly what you're filming for the whole month if you want. That is great advice. And what would you recommend? So let's say somebody is, they're, they're not, you know, they're thinking about YouTube, but they haven't really done it. Like, is there, can you give any specific recommendations to like, what would be the best way to get started on YouTube? It would be to just start like so many people, they come up with excuses of, well, I can't because I don't have a nice camera or something like that. Right. That's like the number one excuse I hear. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've got our phones, like our iPhones will shoot 1080p. I'm pretty sure. Like maybe some of them probably even shoot 4k. So and, and that's plenty good enough. Like pull out your iPhone or your Android device and just film a video and keep your videos entertaining. Um, what is the problem that you're going to solve? Like know that if someone's coming to your video for this thing, give it to them, solve it for them and give them as much value as you can. And always ask for that subscription too. That's one thing I saw a huge boost when I actually asked people to subscribe. It works. They, then they subscribe. Saw a huge, huge boost doing that. So I would say pick a niche, go analyze what videos are successful in that niche and start not, not tomorrow, not next week, start today, <laughs> film your first video right now. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. And I'm, I'm chuckling in the background here because like I see so many people that just like, and I know that I have been guilty of this. You just really have this block where you think you have to have all this stuff before you can get started, you right. know? And it's like, you actually know you don't, you can really just like, you can start. I mean, technology is so crazy right now. It's, Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. I mean, you grab a phone and even just a basic computer and you're pretty good. I mean, even with podcasting, I mean, yeah, it's nice to have the fancy mic like you have and the fancy (laughs) headphones, but realistically, I mean, we could pull out our AirPods or whatever it is and record it to our phone and it's not going to be awesome, but that's not what people come for anyways. They don't come to hear the juicy, crisp microphone. They come to get the content, the value that you're giving. And if you, if they walk away with that, you can make money and you can buy that stuff later on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, like even just the standard Apple plug into your phone headphones, like the microphone on yeah. those is, su- is like surprisingly really good. It's like, yeah, huh. yeah. But yeah, I have, yeah, I think about that a lot too. Because sometimes I look at the mic I bought and then I think, why did I do this? Like I could have just bought, I mean, there's some good mics out there that are under 50 bucks. Like I've got fancy cameras sitting in front of me. I don't even use. (laughs) Yeah. I end up downgrading them to something that's easier and more efficient. (laughs) Yeah. So so there's another tip for you folks listening. Like don't get wrapped up in the, in the equipment. Cause you're right with, with YouTube and the cameras and, and with podcasting too, when somebody decides they want to do that, the first thing they start doing is going, um, they start going like a, uh, resource crazy, right? I got to find yeah. out what the best camera is, what the best is, like just get something that works and focus on creating great content. Great content. Yeah, keep it simple um, so that you can just fire up your camera and you can shoot the video as quick and as efficiently as possible. It's to a point now where I have a tripod sitting next to, you on my, to, next to me on my desk. I flip the camera on, I hit record and I'm good to go. Whereas before, you know, trying to set up different lenses and different tripods, like it just makes the barrier so high that you're like, eh, I don't really feel like doing that. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so yeah. you can eliminate those excuses. It's, I mean, keep it simple. Yeah. That's a, another great tip. Well, Paul, where can our listeners go to find out about Paul James and see what you've got cooking? And Yeah. Check me out on YouTube. My handle there is I am Paul James. And then also on Instagram, it's at hello, Paul James. So 
those are the two places to find me working on growing both platforms. I put up content on both platforms daily. Um, well, YouTube more like two or three times a week, but Instagram daily, multiple times a day. So you can kind of get a little bit of both. That's awesome. And I will put links to those in the show notes for this episode. So if you're listening, you can go to tomgaddis.com and you'll see the show notes for this episode. Uh, Paul also has a really great book that you can find on Amazon called Reverse Engineer Your Future by Paul James. I highly recommend you guys pick it up and uh, check that out as well. I'll put a link to that too. So Paul, really appreciate you being here, man. Super awesome to see you. Thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, thanks so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. And we'll see you guys later. Aloha, everyone. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.